0: Bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs this weekend and all season long at DraftKings, the leader in one-week fantasy sports. And this week, you can enter a contest for free with your first deposit. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. New users, enter code BMF during sign-up. in a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit to compete for your share of cash prizes. That's code BMF only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jim Kramer dominates Wall Street. And now he's teaming up with Bill Inright to
1: help you dominate fantasy football. This is Bull Market Fantasy presented by DraftKings.
2: Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the Bull Market Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey, Bill, and Frankie coming to you as we get ready for week number 10 in the NFL season. Time to talk buy, sell. Time to talk some rest of the season. Also, fate and fabs. Get you ready for week 10 DFS and season-long fantasy. Bill, my man, what's going on? What's moving in your world?
0: Hey, Corey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on again. I'm excited to talk some fantasy with uh, you, and I'm less excited to talk about fantasy with Frankie.
2: How you feel about that, Frankie?
1: Oh, well, listen, I would expect nothing less. You know, that's that's the exact reason why I want to come on this pod, because I need I, I need to get the uh, insight as to why Bill is actually on this program. But then we find out it is to just raise me, you know, razz me, whatever you want to say, you know, but it's OK, because I, I enjoy everyone's company.
2: And thanks for having me. All right. So here's the deal. Right. So this is we're really starting to get into the hardcore trading season in fantasy football. Last night as I was sitting down in here uh, getting, looking over some lineups and stuff like that, getting ready for the weeks the trade started popping in. And I want to start off with one right here, fellas. This is what I got last night. This is a team where this is uh, what's Bob Lung's league, the Kings Classic. They do the draft out in Canton, Ohio. Didn't get a chance to go to Canton this year because of obviously COVID-19. But last year went to Canton for the Kings Classic draft. They do the draft actually in the Hall of Fame pretty cool except if you ever fly into canton ohio understand that you might get left there for two or three days because flights get canceled in and out of canton all the time <laughs> so i almost had to relocate to canton ohio canton ohio also like people don't know this is also the place where thurman munson's uh is laid to rest at so i got to see that oh. when i was out there in canton too all right so this is the league right here the king's classic i have justin herbert and teddy bridgewater as my quarterbacks Running back's not the best, but I do have Todd Gurley. Bill, I got a a message last night from our guy at CBS, Dave Richard. He wanted, he has one quarterback on his team. It's a 14-team league. He has one quarterback. His quarterback's on by this week. He wants Justin Herbert. Yeah. He was going to trade me Brian Hill. Brian Hill? I'm the tie. I'm I'm the tie. I'm the guy with Ty Gurley on my team. Can you imagine this? What? I thought you were going to say like someone like. Well, you put, it, so put it like this. After, after I said hell no to Herbert, he came back and said, "What about Bridgewater?" I would still say no to that. I would agree with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. A, that's
2: insane. Brian like Hill. <laughs> It's, 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 it's it, Frankie. It's the it's the it's the Todd Gurley handcuff. But it, but it, that wasn't a nowhere near a, a, a fair deal, was it?
1: Uh, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> I, I I'd I'd rather have Bill as a handcuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not so sure that Brian Hill would even let alone be the the featured guy because we know that you know they still have Edo Smith there and other people, and it just seems like if that team were to lose Todd Gurley, I think they would become so much more of uh, uh, even more so, I mean, than they already are a, a more of a, a passing team. I mean, I don't know if that's even more possible, but I, I think they would actually become, you know, even more strengthened towards the passing game and really look to get away from the running game because I'm not so sure that Edo Smith or Brian Hill would be in every down back in the NFL going forward should Todd Gurley be injured. So for me, I wouldn't even be really interested in any kind of handcuff to Todd Gurley.
2: So basically, and I agree with you, because if Todd Gurley goes down, the Atlanta backfield goes down. So don't yeah. worry about that. Let's be more specific when we're putting our trade talks together. And I do got some more uh, interesting ones that came in that I'll run past. Before, Before you go, you know, this is the problem
0: with trading in fantasy football leagues. People always want to try to get the better portion of the deal. And that's not how deals are supposed to work. You're not supposed to be looking to rob the person that you're trading with. You're supposed to make a trade that makes both your team and their team better. Now, in your situation, you have a surplus of quarterbacks. This person needs a quarterback. Their demand, you have their your supply. So by by giving the, up that supply and demand equation, you need a running back, but you don't need a handcuff that you're not going to start to give him a starter. It's just this happens all the time, and especially with your hometown, your homegrown leagues. That fantasy trades, when people try to do them, they're only
2: looking for a one-sided deal, and that is why a lot of trades don't happen. The only person he had on his roster that I was remotely interested in was Christian McCaffrey, who's going to be out this week. right? And I felt like, okay, well, this could be something right here. I have McCaffrey for down the stretch on a team that's, you know, I believe that team is 8-1. and I have McCaffrey down the stretch. So, I I was cool with that, but obviously he wasn't going to go for that. But, Interestingly enough, it brings me to another point. And I ask you guys these—I these, these, ask you two guys these questions. I will ask you guys this question first, and then I'll try to tie myself my own spin into it. Right now, Bill, are you buying or selling? Not particularly selling because you can't sell him right now. Are you, would you be willing to buy Lamar Jackson right now?
0: Yeah, probably. Um, you know, he—the <sighs> hype for him this preseason was just way out of control going in the first or second round um and now that he's kind of dwindled down a little bit and and the hype is is kind of lessened now would be a good time to buy on him for sure he's got a pretty good schedule coming up Patriots, titans cowboys i mean you look at his playoff schedule for the fantasy playoffs cowboys browns jags and giants i mean that is that is going to single handedly shape the fantasy uh performance valuation for Lamar Jackson this year, just what he does in this year's playoffs. No one will remember that he struggled in the middle of the season, or he had a slow start in September or that he got his, you know, the Ravens got their buck kicked against Kansas city. Everyone is going to remember Lamar Jackson next year because of his fantasy
2: performance this year. I think down the stretch, he's he, he can be a league winner and listen, it's Frankie, we don't say that about dudes that were drafted as the first quarterback off the board, but right now he's kind of bottoming out his fantasy value. I think right now, Frank, you know, it sounds like you agree it's a good time to jump in.
1: Oh, yes, 100%. I would. I, if anyone wants to give me Lamar Jackson, I, I have one share of him over in the Fantasy Football World Championships. And if I could get more, I would gladly take more. But unfortunately, over in those leagues, there are no trades. But in home leagues and things like that, if someone was willing to trade him to me, I think he's going to have a phenomenal week this week against a porous uh Patriots defense that just made Joe Flacco look fantasy relevant. So if you can make Joe Flacco look fantasy relevant, get ready to see. I would not be surprised, guys, if we do not see him put up his best numbers outside of his performance in week six against the eagles when he put up 186 yards passing 108 yards rushing uh, a passing touchdown a rushing touchdown i think he's and and as bill alluded to his matchups going forward week 13 against that terrible cowboy defense against that bad jacksonville defense in week 15 against the giants in week 16 guys he is going to put up monster numbers going forward he is really going to shape it like bill alluded to this is good you know listen if anybody's willing to you
2: know Sell on Lamar Jackson, jump in with both feet. Would you that same team? I, uh, me and me and our guy, Scott Atkins, co managed this team. Right? Tua is on the waiver wire. We have the hammer for the waiver wire. I'm thinking about grabbing Tua as a start, as a, as, a, as a third quarterback on that team, and then just and be and, and put him on the trading block immediately. But would you trade Bill Justin Herbert for Lamar Jackson?
0: Uh, yes. Given what we just went over with the playoffs, I'd want Lamar Jackson for the fantasy playoffs. Absolutely.
2: Bill, you would agree. I mean, uh, Frankie, you'd agree with that?
1: Yes, I would definitely agree with that because I think that, you know, as we know, historically rookie quarterbacks, as they progress, start to hit that rookie wall. And I think that, you know, Justin Herbert is still playing really well, but should Keenan Allen ever really go down? Who does he really have there to become a reliable target? Hunter Henry has been, once again, a complete disappointment for where he was drafted and expectations a lot of people had. Uh, Mike Williams, you know, often he's shown bursts, but he's also shown an inability to stay healthy as well. But that team is just not a team that, because of their head coaching, just like with Adam Gase, I'm not so sure that I wouldn't want to own him. If you told me I could own... Listen, I have Justin Herbert. I picked him up for a dollar several weeks ago. I'm happy to have him on my bench. I'm happy to use him as a plug and play if the matchup is right. But if you told me I had the opportunity to grab Lamar Jackson over him, I'm doing it every day of the week and twice on Sunday, especially with that matchups that we know, that schedule that's coming up that we just previously discussed. There's no way I don't want Lamar Jackson.
2: All right. So every year before the fantasy season starts, and we're in August and we're talking draft. It's always like this, 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 uh, this group talk that fantasy pundits get into. I remember last year it was Stash Miles Sanders. At some point, he's going to be the guy. Yeah. Sure enough, it played out that way. Yep. This year, one of the things I was hearing a lot was if Todd Gurley plays 16 games, he's going to finish as an RB one. We're heading into Week 10, Bill. We haven't had no issues with health wise with Todd Gurley, and guess what? He's performing as an RB one. Is it time to sell now?
0: Yeah, I think you would sell on on Todd Gurley. Now, you don't want to just predicate it on the fact that oh, he has the arthritic knee and he's always bound to get injured because he's actually been very fairly productive the last three seasons. I don't think anyone has more rushing touchdowns than Todd Gurley in the entire NFL since 2017. Um, but because he has that RB one type stats right now and he's it's scored in three straight games and I think it's something like you know seven of his last eight games he has a touchdown. Um, you do want to sell high on a guy like that, especially because you probably have, if Todd Gurley's on your team, you probably don't have him as your running back one, right? You probably drafted him as your running back two. So maybe you need some help as a wide receiver. You can probably get good return on investment by trading away Gurley right now.
2: See, and <clears throat> Frankie, Bill makes a, a great point. But if you look at how drafts shook up this year, Todd Gurley was kind of going on that 2-3 turn. That's also the people that had Christian McCaffrey,
0: Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon,
2: and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's a good point. So they could, so Todd Gurley could be the RB1 in some situations, depending on how your draft shook out. So I say to you, Frankie, listen, he's performing right now. It's kind of hard to say, okay, I'm going to sell, because what really are you going to get back? You don't want to do running back from running back. That's a wash. I think it is a good, me, myself, personally, I think it's a good time to sell. But a lot of times you may not have the assets to be able to plug to plug somebody else in.
1: Yeah, it's tough, but I mean, uh, it, it's, it's real difficult, but maybe I could package him if maybe there's somebody out there that's really running back needy. I mean, yeah. I, I could see like maybe, you know, a package of like maybe T Higgins or Justin Jefferson, along with a back to come back to me, maybe a guy like Miles Gaskin or somebody that really could flourish with, with, you know, if he comes back from his injury, it looks like he's going to be back this week. Uh, maybe if I got, you know, with two of that, you know, that looks like he's maybe can take that offense right now to a different gear You know, if I knew I could get two for one, I would do it. And and once again, I I know that it's something that a lot of people don't want to hear right now, but you always need to be looking ahead at the schedule. And, you know, if we look at, you know, coming out of their bye this week, they're on by when they come out, they're going to be facing the Saints defense, you know, twice. They're going to be facing the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers run defense twice. For of those games, those two teams, those two run defenses, I'm not so sure that you're going to be getting RB1 numbers from, you know, Todd Gurley. I almost feel like it's fool's goal to expect that kind of production. We've only seen one game where he's been able to eclipse 80 yards rushing on the whole year. The reason why he's been able to put those numbers up or RB numbers, RB1 numbers up is because he's been able to find the end zone, you know, in closer around the goal line. But, guys, he's not really producing that much in the passing game. He only has, you know... Uh, you know he has le- he has one or fewer receptions in four games this year so out of 9 that he's played so you know he's not getting all the pass receptions that we used to Todd Gurley the the Todd Gurley of old so for me guys if I had the opportunity I would look to move him and you know what I would look to move him for guys with high upside like I said look to maybe grab like uh Justin Jefferson or T Higgins in a package with maybe Miles Gaskin I would be look- willing to do something like that all right, Bill uh,
2: Chubb, Nick oh. Chubb could be on his well, way that, back. That hurts, Bill.
1: You just you just went below the belt. I, I felt-
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could be returning back uh, from from um, <laughs> from his injury soon. What are you I doing with so. Kareem? What are you doing with Kareem Hunt? Buying or selling?
0: You know, Kareem Hunt was still a viable option in PPR formats, even with Nick Chubb in action. And I'm actually surprised with Nick Chubb out of the lineup, I really thought Kareem Hunt could be like a top five running back. I mean, he's been good. He's been borderline running back one, but he hasn't been an absolute monster. I do expect uh, Nick Chubb to come back and really take over that bell cow role. And, and Kareem Hunt will be more of that PPR kind of passing down back, but he's still going to be viable a PPR league. Maybe he goes from a low end running back one to a low end running back two. maybe more of a flex option. If you're pretty deep at the position, I, I would just hold on Kareem Hunt. I'm not willing to seek out a trade for him. And I think with Nick Chubb, the rumors that he's coming back, I don't think you won't get it. You won't get a very good return if you go and look for uh, the trade away hunt right
2: now. What do you think about that, Frankie?
0: Yeah, I would actually
1: have to hold on to him. We know that he's found the end zone seven times already this year. And I uh, listen, I'm hoping that Nick Chubb can come back. Um, I really like to see that kid get back on the field. I think he's a, you know, a tremendous asset in fantasy as, as well as overall and a betting aspect when you look into back to Cleveland Browns because I think they're a completely different team without Nick Chubb in, in, you know, in the backfield and getting the workload. But uh, I, I spoke to a couple of people uh, out here in Vegas, uh, one guy that has connections over to the Cleveland Browns, and they said that he did return to practice, but at portions that the media was not allowed in, he was actually wearing a brace on that knee. So, is that hmm. knee actually bothering him some? You know, that that's a difficult situation. I don't know if he's going to shed the brace maybe for practice, uh, you know, uh, for games, and he'll only be going to be wearing it at certain points, and you'll maybe it's only a preventive issue, but, you know, that's a little bit worrisome. So, you know, Nick Chubb could easily, you know, Maybe leave the lineup real, real quick again, and that would make Kareem Hunt, you know, definitely fantasy relevant as we head down the playoff stretch and into the playoffs. Should Chubb actually be able to force out Hunt, would be the guy that you'd want to own. So for me, I've, I have him. I'm holding on to him. And I'm not saying that you wish anything bad to Nick Chubb, but obviously Kareem Hunt owners, if they're not the same guy using him as a handcuff right now and weren't able to get him in drafts, you know, I actually believe that, you know, they're going to be looking and hoping that maybe Chubb struggles or maybe is actually forced back out of the lineup because Hunt's shown that he has the ability to fill in. Like I said, seven touchdowns ready this year. We know that he can get the job done if Chubb is out.
2: All right, Bill. Clyde Edwards Halear. Our boy Michael Fabiano calls him Clyde the Glide.
0: Mm-hmm. It's in early September. Need a better nickname by that. B- yeah, I think that, so too. Need, uh, early sep-
2: in early September, he was going to be the next big thing in fantasy football. Right now, yeah, can you even sell him? Or and or, and and if not, do you buy him? I don't think you want to sell him. He's a running
0: back in the best offense in the entire National Football League. The Chiefs are absolutely rolling. And now that Patrick Mahomes is back to throwing four or five touchdowns a game, the defenses are going to be a little bit softer on the run. And that's what Andy Reid is is brilliant at. Uh, when the defenses are playing the run, he passes, and when they're playing the pass, he runs. And, you know, he's, he'll, de- he'll do a little bit of a mix of both. I think everyone overreacted to Le'Veon Bell coming to Kansas City. I was one of those people that overreacted. I thought it was going to be a stellar move for them. And Bell really hasn't done a whole lot. Uh, we've seen Darrell Williams still get involved in the passing attack. Uh, but Clyde edwards hilaire is someone that I want to stay, want to keep on my team, simply for the fact he plays on the best offense in the league, and you can never go wrong with playmakers on a on an offense like the Chiefs.
2: What do you think? Oh, what do you think, Frankie Edwards-Helaire? I, I think I, I, overall, I think we're going to look back at the rookie year and say it was disappointing.
1: Yeah, well, you know, he's definitely hit a rookie wall. I mean, for, you know, it's, it's completely disappointing, guys. You know, if we look at it, he has less than forty-six yards rushing in four of his last five games. And, you know, like Bill alluded to, this team has become predicated upon the arm of arguably the best quarterback in all of football and Patrick Mahomes this team has become a passing attack you know like Mahomes even took to social media and said you know my you know how the fantasy owners love love my new stats you know and it's true because now all of a sudden he's back to the Patrick Mahomes of old throwing four or five touchdowns a game I mean he's shredding defenses and right now the running game has become non-existent I also think it's because of the fact that you know like I, I also bought in I mean over at the NSI in, in Fantasy this week it hurt me but I had to actually include one of my top drops this week was levy bell like bill said i was the same way i bought in big time hook line and sinker that Levion bell was going to make an impact on this team and obviously he's really not going to we're seeing that he's not he's being slowly assimilated into this offense right now when he's having virtually no effect but neither is clyde edwards hilaire he has Five touches, you know, five rushes, six rushes, eight rushes, you know, 46 yards, 21 yards, 14 yards in each of his last three games. Guys, that's not going to cut it from an RB1. Everyone was expecting such big results like we saw earlier this season, and I'm not so sure that you're going to be getting it. Right now, this team looks like they want to run. Maybe Bill's right. Maybe the defenses will become more softened up right now and, and, you know, really – you know, obviously look to play that back end, but it looks like it doesn't matter what defenses, you know, that opposing defenses are using, what formats they're doing. Are they dropping six guys back into coverage and trying to take Mahomes away? Because if they are, it's still not working much really well. You know, it looks like maybe they're trying to take Clyde Edwards Hilaire away and maybe putting too many guys in the box. And that's what's forcing, you know, Mahomes to start to throw again. But these numbers that Mahomes is putting up, he's right back into that MVB, MVP discussion, you know, as the Seahawks continue to maybe like go on a little bit of a swoon here. And maybe Mahomes jumps back into, you know, being that lead front guy. But right now, guys, I'm not so sure that I want to own any running back, you know, in that Kansas City backfield. But I don't think you can move on from Clyde Edwards Hilaire because if there was a guy to emerge, it looks like it will be the rookie as opposed to Le'Veon Bell, who just looks like an afterthought.
2: It's interesting. This is back-to-back years where Andy Reid does not have one of the top running backs in fantasy, and that's something that you never really hear uh, hear us say, but it's also you never really hear us say Andy Reid's Super Bowl champion, so I <laughs> guess it doesn't really make that much of a difference when it comes to the real NFL. All right, Bill, Jerry Judy had his breakout game. You selling or you buying?
0: I'm buying Jerry Judy. I want him on my team. I think I was really high on Drew Locke to start the season. Obviously, he got injured um, in the middle of the year with that shoulder or collarbone injury, but now it looks like he's returning to full health. Jerry Judy was one of my favorite receivers in this year's NFL draft. Um, now that he is actually making plays and and looking good and, and finding his rhythm and finding his groove, I don't care if it came against good offenses or good defenses or bad defenses, I want a piece of uh, Jerry Judy to help me. Uh, make my way to the fantasy championship this
2: year. Yeah, Jerry Judas is a player that I liked a lot coming into the season. Um, Even as a member of the Denver Broncos, I thought not only the best wide receiver in the draft class, I felt frankly that he was the best player in the draft class. So it was good to start to see him get uh, his numbers up and start to gain a little bit of attention. But are you selling on buying him off the big game?
1: I'm definitely, I'm definitely buying them. Uh, you know, and it, it just goes without saying. I mean, let's see. There was two wide receivers on the board when the New York Jets were on the board in the NFL draft. We <laughs> <laughs> had a chance at Jerry Judy. No, we don't want him. Oh, we have a chance at C.D. Lamb. Oh, we don't want him. And look at that. Both of these players are emerging. And meanwhile, the Jets drafted an offensive lineman that looks like he comes in and out of every single game. Is he talented? Yes. Makai Beckton is excellent. You know, when he's a, a mammoth of a human being and a mammoth of a of a tackle. And he's got tremendous ability, but he has shown the same. you know, he can't stay healthy. I, I, You know, in addition, he's coming out of nearly every game in, you know, with an injury. And while meanwhile, these guys are producing Jerry Judy, though, guys, he is absolutely tremendous coming out of the draft out of the, you know, Alabama. All I heard was my nephew who attends there. You know, you know, always raving about him. You know, I'm a fan of the Auburn Tigers since the days of Bo Jackson, so it pains me that you know he goes to Auburn and we're you know the it's always a difficult rivalry. Hearing all these things because you know, as we know, Alabama has been dominating uh, the Iron Bowl and dominating you know all of college football with all these elite players. But Jerry Judy, guys, it looks like Drew Locke has finally figured out that he was the best route runner coming into this draft, and he is open tremendously on nearly every single snap. Um, I saw some guys out there that really break down uh, coaches game film that have access to it. And they say that this kid is open almost 75% of the times because his route running, even at the NFL level is so elite. And it's starting to translate with t- 24 targets over the last two games. If you have any opportunity right now that anyone has got a plethora of a is, you know, in an abundance at that position. And you, you need, you need a guy and you want to look for a guy on the flex grab Jerry Judy if he's out there on any of your teams
2: interesting remember Frankie last week we talked a little SEC football on the SI gambling show and we talked about the Florida Gators being 22 to 1 to win a national championship they're 11 to 1 now
1: yeah wow. well, they, that was a it, jump uh, well listen look at the numbers that that kid put up I mean he is just playing at an elite level right now the Florida Gators you are 100% right Corey, that was one sharp analysis by you and and listen, with all the injuries and now we know what the loss that maybe Clemson suffered, there's a chance that the Florida Gators are in this discussion, you know, among the final 6 in the NCAA playoff when it's all said and done. So, all they gotta 22- win is
2: one, all they got to win is the SEC Championship game and they'll be in and and they should make yep. it to the national championship. All right, here we go, Bill. Let's talk rest of the season, or remainder of schedule no matter how you want to look at it. Rookie wide <laughs> receivers right now, Justin Jefferson or T Higgins, which one you rather have?
0: Uh, give me Justin Jefferson. I, I think, listen, you put together the question because they're, it's a dif- difficult one. I think both of them are, are excellent players and they're going to have really good NFL careers. But give me Justin Jefferson. He seems to be getting into the end zone more than Higgins this year. Although Higgins ha- has a lot of really big games, but he's just not scoring.
2: Great wide receiver class, uh, Frankie, that came into the NFL this year. Great wide receiver rookie class. Here are the two of the top ones right here. Both of them performing right in year one. Which one would you rather have remain of the season, Justin Jefferson or T. Higgins?
1: Nah, for me it's I'm going T Higgins I'm fading Bill here he can have Justin Jefferson Is he's an immense talent as well but for me T Higgins more because of game flow the Minnesota Vikings scare me because obviously with the uh, Dalvin Cook being back that team is becoming more and more predicated upon the run and rightfully so because Dalvin Cook is an absolute beast in that backfield but the difference is the Cincinnati Bengals they don't have a player like that in their backfield I don't care about you know uh, you know looking at players that you know, I, I would you know listen guys I look at game flow and game flow tells me that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be behind i think that you know they're going to be passing a lot more and as we see if we look at this rookie i mean i'm i'm totally impressed and completely all in on T Higgins right now who has double digit PPR uh efforts in what six consecutive games so sign me up for t higgins over justin jefferson who i do think is an excellent player as bill alluded to but just because of the offenses and the philosophies that they're going to be using as well as game flow if i believe that the bengals will be behind more i think t higgins is the guy
0: to own going forward
2: all right bill you get a chance to choose one ball small raven running back Gus Edwards or J.K. Dobbins.
0: I don't want to choose any of these guys, to be honest with you. Mark Ingram is expected back either in Week Ten or Week Eleven. I was really, I'm really frustrated by the Ravens this uh, Ravens rushing attack this year. They broke records last year, and they're not even in the top uh, five for rushing attacks uh, in 2020. So, if you had high hopes for J.K. Dobbins, you're really let down. If you picked up Mark, uh, if you picked up Gus, Gus Edwards, because Mark Ingram got hurt he's been doing okay. But now that Ingram's back, it's going to be a three-man committee. And that's just not a, not a backfield. I want a part of
2: anything, anything you see there, Frankie, that could, that could lure a fantasy manager to make a choice between Edwards and Dobbins. I actually picked up Edwards uh, a few weeks ago in several leagues, so I'll I'll have to go
1: Edwards here. He's found the end zone in three straight games. And, you know, I I have to give a lot of respect to this kid from, uh, you know, coming out of Rutgers uh, University and and putting up the numbers that he's been able to do right now. Guys, I I really like Edwards. I I really do. I think that uh, it's time to pass the torch, just like I think that, you know, Frank Gore looks like he gains like three yards in a cloud of dust. I believe that, you know, Mark Ingram is starting to do more of the same. And I think that the Ravens are going to start to, you know, rely upon more of their uh, younger, fresher uh, legs in between Edwards and Dobbins. And I think Dobbins is struggling a little bit more um, as opposed to Edwards just because of the experience. Dobbins is a rookie uh, at Ohio State and Edwards, you know, is coming out of it into his third year. So I think the team feels a little bit more – comfortable using Edwards in more of passing situations because I believe that they think that he can pick up the blitz better. So I think if, if uh, you know, they're going to use between the two of those, if I'm going to go for any of the younger legs, I'm going to lean towards Edwards. Like I said, he's found the end zone in three straight games. And I think he's the guy to own going forward in that Braven backfield.
2: I can also see Bill uh, Gus Edwards being from Staten Island, being the reason why Frankie likes him.
0: Yeah, he, he, tried to, he tried to drop the fact that he went to Rutgers, but it's really because – you're right. He's really because he's from the, the, the oh, Yeah,
1: Come on, Bill. You're not happy that I gave you, you know, like that that state that you live in and reside in over there. I gave that love to a to, to a terrible football program. I gave it some respect. I tried a, to give it to the honest. I'm know? a
0: Syracuse guy. I don't give a crap about Rutgers.
1: Oh, well, neither do I. I went to Villanova. I hope that Rutgers finishes at the bottom in every school. That's exactly –
2: all right here we go uh bill let's get into it quarterback position drew Brees or carson Wentz? yeah give me drew Brees here now that mark michael thomas is back i think
0: they'll really start humming again uh carson wentz if you jim kramer's a massive eagles fan so I, i i tend to watch a little bit more eagles than some other teams a little bit more closely and Carson Wentz just looks like he's completely shell-shocked their line has been in shambles all off all all, um season heading uh, heading into their bye which is uh this uh, they're coming off their bye so maybe they were able to fix some of those problems but he just does not look like he's going through his progressions he does not look like he's making the right decisions he looks like he's forcing a lot of plays and is not really thinking and he's he's not if you watch him play it doesn't look like he's thinking he's just kind of throwing and going through the motions instead of like watching the field and seeing what's happening. Uh, I I like Drew Brees here. Michael Thomas being back, it's so huge.
2: Michael Thomas being back is a big factor, Frankie. But I will say this, volume is king in fantasy football and Carson Wentz tosses it around a lot.
1: Yeah, he does. I mean, just give me a second, guys. I'm actually text texting uh, Jim Kramer right now to let him know that you know <laughs> that his boy faded his starting quarterback. You know, and that, that that's not going to fly over real well. I, I'm, I'm expecting a a uh, an explosion. All hands on deck. Yeah, explosion <laughs> in like five, four, three, two. But no, in all honesty, it's it, you know it, it, I I can't believe that Bill stole my thunder. I thought for sure he was going to be going Carson Wentz with all his you know obviously you know his allegiance to. uh you know, maybe, I don't know, Kramer's going to have to grab, you know, maybe Bill by the horns. I don't know. But, you know, uh, Drew Brees, I, give him to me. I I I love the way that he's playing right now. As Bill alluded to, Michael Thomas is back. He's got eight touchdown passes in his last three games. And I actually, you know what? I'm actually a supporter of Drew Brees. I think that Drew Brees, I'm hoping that he finishes with more touchdown passes in overall in his career than Tom Brady. So I would actually I love to own Drew Brees. I think that offense is, you know, an offense that's going to be reckoned with. And I think that the saints may be on a collision course with the Kansas city chiefs to maybe having a, uh, you know, a, a tremendous dream matchup in the super bowl, seeing two elite quarterbacks, you know, face off you know, a changing of the guard against a guy that, you know, we know has been getting it done for many, many years and can, is continuing to get it done at a high level. But overall for fantasy guys, I look at those matchups. How, how great is that? Those matchups right now, the Atlanta Falcons secondary twice, The Kansas City Chiefs coming up, the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, the Minnesota Vikings in Week 16. Oh, my gosh. Give me Drew Brees all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. All
2: right, here we go. Let's get into it right here now with this next one. This is a mystery rest of season. This might be be the toughest one I've ever asked, Bill, and I'll start with you. Okay. Rest of the season, Dalvin Cook or Devontae Adams? That one is tough.
0: Uh, Give me Dalvin Cook. I think, oh, come on, Bill. Listen, I think running, (laughs) I'm a a running back guy. I'm a running back truther. I think, I think you win fantasy championships with running backs. I have Dalvin Cook on one of my teams, and I was thinking of trading him for Tyreek Hill. Um, And I just, I'd rather have the running back. I think they're a little bit more consistent. I know Devontae Adams has something insane, like eight touchdowns in his last three games or whatever it is. Um, But I'm going to take Dalvin Cook here.
2: All right, Frank, yeah, actually it is. Hmm. Is he one one in August next year, August twenty twenty one, when we sit down at the draft table? Is Dalvin Cook the first name called out? Ah,
1: hmm. uh, no, over still, Christian, I, over Christian now, McCaffrey. Now I think McCaffrey has still got too much love in the passing game. Right now, and I think a lot of people like what they've seen from Teddy Bridgewater and that offense. I think they'll only continue to grow and ascend in year two under Matt Rule because I think that offense is is one that's really on the rise, especially with Robbie Anderson added into the mix. I think Christian McCaffrey has just been able, you know, he's he's been hit by the injury bug, but I'll definitely tell you right now, Corey, you're not far off because I, it might be one in one A. I I definitely think that Dalvin Cook has the opportunity to go second overall in drafts next year because I think he's going to move ahead of, you know, he's ahead Zeke. of
2: Barkley and Zeke.
1: Yeah, I think what uh, that's about, exactly Cam- about Kamara?
0: Is he ahead of Kamara? I I think he
1: is ahead of Kamara. I think he really is. I, th- I, I think because of that, because I think of the fact that, you know, look at the offensive philosophies the Vikings are predicated upon the run. I think the Saints are as well but I think they throw the ball more because they have that dominant weapon in Michael Thomas on the outside and because they have Drew Brees. So for me, I think that because of the fact that this team is becoming more and more reliant upon the legs and that offense is just running and funneling through Dalvin Cook I I listen but one thing I'm always going to be nervous about guys we've seen it happen with Christian McCaffrey this year well this is the, the you know yeah. I mean, and Dalvin Cook, it's, it's, you know, he's shown the injury bug as well. So I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's its going to be a real tough thing. It's going to be an interesting uh, breakdown as we go forward here. What we'll kind of numbers those three players, but I think right now it's Kamara, it's McCaffrey and it's Dalvin Cook. And those are the clear top three heading into drafts right now. If we had to make a a draft going forward, you know, if we stopped the season right now and said, everyone, let's draft for 2021. I think those are the three
0: top three players to come off the board on everyone's board. What more does Derrick Henry have to do to get top three consideration?
2: This is true. He don't catch the football, but I think uh, it doesn't make a difference
1: at this point, right? No, I mean, because he finds the end zone as well. But I just think because of the fact that we play in a PPR world, um, I think that the the looks right now overall, I do don't think that fantasy players are willing to give him that kind of love they do to Christian McCaffrey, to Dalvin Cook because the offense runs through him, and to Kamara because we know that Kamara catches so
2: many passes. That's an that's such an added bonus in the world I, I we live it. in, guys. I, I get it, Frankie. I mean and, and Bill Frankie is right. But no matter – listen, he still puts up the numbers, though.
0: He does. I mean, you can't deny, even in a PPR league, his 843 yards and eight touchdowns this year, even when he only catches 10 passes, he's still in the top five. Uh, In one league I'm looking at, he's in the top three for fantasy points. So I don't know what Derek – I just feel like he's so disrespected every year in fantasy drafts because he doesn't catch the football. But what he does when rushing the football is so dominant and is so efficient and is so productive. It
2: makes up for the lack of catches. All right, let's get right into fade fabs. Uh, Michael Fabiano starts. It comes out every weekend over. I'm assuming every Wednesday over at SI.com. You can go check it out and don't forget SI fantasy plus members. You get the flex rankings from um, the team in Michael Fabiano. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Frankie. Are we fading fabs or not? Michael Fabiano has one of his DraftKings bargain bin this week as Jerry Judy versus the Raiders. His DraftKings price is $5,600. Are we fading fabs?
1: Absolutely not. I think we just discussed that. So I don't think anything else need, really needs to be stated. Opponent 24 targets, last two games, elite route runner, getting a quarterback in Drew Locke that finally is learning that, you know, to target, make him his target monster and not his tight end, Noah Font, or anyone else in that offense right now, especially with Cortland Sutton out. Jerry Judy, love the matchup this week.
2: You guys feel the same way, Bill?
0: I do. Love the matchup. Love the price. I think Jerry Judy's on. Uh, you want to ride guys that have been hot. And Jerry Judy's been hot right now. So if 5,600 bucks on DraftKings, I'd absolutely put him in my lineups.
2: There's a jump in the price, but I do think it's well worth it. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, same game, Frankie. Nelson Aguilar versus the Denver Broncos. The DraftKings price for Aguilar is 4,900. You fading fabs?
1: I'm fading fabs here. I, you know, I know that Aguilar's put up some decent numbers. He's been able to get deep and get behind some defenses to be able to put up more uh, prolific numbers. I think that's more of a, uh, a mirage than something that I want to buy into. So for me, I want Jerry Judy, but I will be, Uh, I, you know, but I'm not so sure that I want Nelson Aguilar, you know, Henry Ruggs is a complete disappointment right now for fantasy owners. The kid has not been able to perform at the elite level that a lot of people bought, but I'm not so sure that I'm willing to buy that. Nelson Aguilar is a option that I want in DFS on a weekly
2: basis. All right, Bill. Finally, Curtis Samuel versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The DraftKings price is $4,900. Yeah, Bill this is this is them. I do love oh, him. This I, is didn't, still, I didn't ask you about Aguilar, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you, don't worry, you don't care about my
0: opinion on Aguilar is kind of like the same as Frankie's. Okay, my bad. He's scoring touchdowns, it really doesn't matter. And Nelson Aguilar, I'm gonna add him now. Uh but Curtis Samuel Three straight games with a touchdown. He is so underpriced on DraftKings still. He's outperforming DJ Moore. Christian McCaffrey's not going to play this weekend. So Curtis Samuel will get some more action in that backfield with his rushing attempts where he did, uh, where he has been scoring in the last few games. I don't know why Curtis Samuel is still available in 60% of leagues. I don't know why Curtis Samuel is less than 5500 dollars on DraftKings, but I am all in on Curtis Samuel in week 10.
2: What do you think, Frankie? Curtis Samuel, you fading fabs or not? This is a
0: tough one for me because I
1: actually believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to come out hungry. They're going to come out angry. I would have looked at this game as a trap game if they weren't whitewashed the way that they were against the saints uh, last weekend on Sunday night football. But Bill's right. Curtis Samuel's getting an, a tremendous amount of play, but do the Buccaneers actually come to play? Cause if they do with that defense, I'm not so sure he's going to put up much um, production in that run game. Even if he is filling in for uh, Christian McCaffrey, for me, once again, this is a guy that I'm not so willing to trust in because of the matchup. I think the Buccaneers are going to come out angry. But if I did have to choose one guy because of his price play and his salary right now on DraftKings, Curtis Samuel would be the guy that I would look to target from that offense. I'm just not so sure that I don't want to target anyone from that offense because I'm worried that the Buccaneers are going to come out hungry. There's no threat of McCaffrey in the backfield. And I think that the Buccaneers may lock down these running these wide receivers and really you know, put the clamps down and maybe dominate if McCaffrey's not back there. So I'm a little Mm -hmm. bit scared about using any of those players, but I think Bill might be right. I think if there's uh, any of the players here that you want to be focusing on, I think I would actually lean towards Samuel over DJ Moore, who's been a disappointment, especially over recent weeks, and over uh, Robbie Anderson, who's just, I think, a little bit too pricey.
2: All right, there you go right there. Bull Market Fantasy in the books. Everybody get ready for week number 10 in fantasy football. Don't forget SI Fantasy Plus members. You get everything you need on Sunday morning to help set your lineups and get ready to roll throughout the course of the week. And our SI Pro community is making good money right now. Shout out to the boys from Vegas Whisperers. All right, for Bill and Frankie Bill Market Fantasy, oh, excuse me, for Bill and Frankie Bull Market Fantasy, and shout out to Jim Kramer too for the, for the name, you know what I'm saying, and for the real estate, we're out.